this party started. Welcome to the revolution. Booyah! Outdoor radio at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little heated there. The movement gets stronger day by day. It's true. <laughs> America. Ladies and gentlemen, the revolution with Jim and Trev is back on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's get this show rolling. We at KFC. We had to drive through. No, and then. Everybody eats iguana sometime. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Dino. Yeah, when's the last time you ate iguana? Well, uh, you know. You want to count today? Mixed up with some eggs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're iguana talking eggs. iguana eggs. The iguana eggs are the best eggs ever. Oh. Uh, we're talking breaking boundaries on this week's show. We're going to have two of the coolest people on. Uh, truly, Chef Yia Vang. This guy is awesome. His story is incredible. Yeah, you, You'll find out in the interview, but he actually, uh, he and his family came from Laos, and they're part of the Hmong tribe. Yeah, he's got an all-new show. It is premiering on uh, November 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. It is called Feral. Uh, this guy goes feral. He hunts after the most wildest critters and then he prepares them in a fashion that is absolutely delicious. Uh, it's not like a ballpark Frank on the grill, guys. <laughs> uh, then we're going to be joined by Mario Calpo. He is the host of Man Eats Wild on Outdoor Where Channel. Wild almost ate him. Yeah, he's going to go crocodile hunting. He's going to go sailfish fishing and almost get eaten by a bull shark. Uh, <laughs> Mario has a lot of cool stuff uh, happening. But this is going to be a fantastic show. It is, and I gotta tell you, I'm really excited about getting to our first guest. Yeah, Chef Yia Vang! Yia Vang. Ha! <laughs> We're breaking boundaries this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now kicking off a three-parter with Chef Yia Vang, host of Feral, premiering Monday, November 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. That is not your rice, that is our rice. Okay. You know why we're getting prepared uh, for Yia Vang's interview? I actually watched Rescue Dawn Uh-oh. with Christian Bale. <laughs> I'm thinking, though, that Yia's food is way better than what they ate. They probably used pepper. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit of pepper. All right, so just now being joined by Chef Yia Vang. He is the host of the all-new series, Feral. It premieres Monday, November 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Where, Jimbo? On Outdoor Channel. On Outdoor Channel. He is a god. He's a culinary mastermind, Chef Yia Vang. Chef, how's it going, man? Good. Hey, thanks a lot, guys, for having me. I appreciate this. Yeah. Now, now, you know, getting back, you actually came from Laos with your uh, your parents. Uh, what thirty some years ago, right? Yeah. So we actually were, you know, after the conflict in Vietnam, we were refugees in Thailand. So wow. my parents, you know, they're they're from the hills of Laos. The nationality is Hmong. It's a kind of an unknown people group. Uh, they helped with the Vietnam War. During the Vietnam War, the CIA and the U.S. government came through and needed boots on the ground uh, to help fight the war in northern Laos. And so my dad and his brothers at age 13, 14, they, they, you know, they basically, you know, joined the local militia and got trained by the CIA to kind of be military troops. And so after the war, you know, the U.S. pulled out, the, you know, the Hmong people were left behind and they 
escaped Laos to Thailand, and I was born in a refugee camp in Thailand. Yeah, the CIA had that anti-communist operation. It was dubbed like Secret War or uh, something yeah. like that. And yeah. weren't they promising like U.S. citizenship? But I mean, we kind of fell flat, I think. Yeah. I think we kind of went back on Call our word. somebody from Afghanistan. Now, you, you know, there was mass genocide, and your parents kind of escaped um separately didn't they yeah so there was a huge genocide about fifty-five thousand young people were killed because wow they, by the com- communist party the northern communist party because they believed that all Hmong people helped with the u.s so they saw them as you know the you know the, the evil westerners you know and so yeah so my parents escaped separately and then they met in the refugee camp in 77 78 they met got married in 79 uh, I was born in 84, and, you know, a bunch of my siblings were born in between there, too. And in 88, we came to the States, and we landed in the Twin Cities uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, now what is that like going from a refugee camp in Thailand to the Midwest, the Twin Cities? <laughs> I mean, that that right there is a big leap, There's dude. a culture shock. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember the first time I experienced snow. I didn't understand <laughs> what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so a lot, of, a lot of the first waves of the Hmong refugees who came here you know, a lot of them were just kind of like, you know, a lot of them were like sandals and flip flops and they had to learn like, oh, you have to wear boots, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I really give it to my parents and my grandparents generation. They, they, they took the blunt of it. You know, they took the big hit. You know, a lot of them were told to go back to their own country, not knowing that they actually fought for this country without any guarantees, you know? Yeah. So a lot of them took a lot, a lot of the racism, a lot of the hate, a lot of the criticism. They took that. And they paved the way for, for me and my siblings, you know, and I was able to go to high school, finish high school, go to college, get a good education, you know, and, and have everything that they ever wanted for us as a dream of having opportunity. Like my parents came to this country, not asking for a handout. They came to this country, just say, allow us to tap into the opportunity for our children. That's all. They, and then they worked their tails off to get us there. Yeah, you know, I was reading where you were saying, you know, you like a regular Saturday morning, you guys would wake up at 6 a.m. and you'd go out to the country to a farm and you like, you'd pick out a hog or a cow and as a family yeah. uh, you guys, and instead of playing t-ball and tetherball and maybe butts up, you guys are out there young kids actually butchering farm animals and providing for your family and you thought that was just a regular part of life. You thought every kid was doing that. Yeah, you know, and it, yeah, we definitely did and I was just like, oh, this is normal. Like, you know, I remember when I was in college, I uh, had a whole chicken and I broke it down and we were roasting it. <laughs> and a friend of mine, she goes, wait, how do you know how to do that? And I looked at her and I'm like, how do you not know how to do that? <laughs> and I just thought it was normal. I was more comfortable holding a boning knife, breaking down the side of a hog than I was holding a baseball and trying to throw a curveball. <laughs> like I was more comfortable doing that. You know, it was interesting too, because my parents, we grew up hunting and everything. So, so we went fishing and hunting my friends kept calling, oh, this is like, you know, you're doing this for game, for game. And I'm like, what are you talking about game? That's dinner. <laughs> like, that's dinner for us. Like, if we went fishing for, like, you know, like uh, bass and crappies and perch and walleyes, you know, here in the Midwest, and people would be like, oh, yeah, that was so fun. Like, you know, and my friends, where they would catch and release. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, why are you guys releasing dinner? Yeah. Like, what are you? <laughs> nobody left a hamburger walk away. You know, nobody, nobody does that. <laughs> you don't let a stage just get off your plate or pork chop and go. Like, no. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we, we catch and then we release it. And I'm like, what are you guys? And so for us, this was part of our hunter-forager mentality growing up from the hills of Laos to where we are now. You know, and I love it, man. When I was a kid, I used to be so ashamed of it. 
But now I love it so much. I love that this is so much a big part of my DNA and who I am. It's in my blood. You bet. Hey, yeah, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah, no problem, bro. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Chef Yia Vang. And, of course, he's the host of Pharaoh. Uh, it premieres Monday, November 28th. On Outdoor Channel. That's right. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV. Uh, now, to learn, uh, Chef Yia, about the all-new show, Feral, or uh, your kitchen. Union Mung Kitchen. Yeah, Union Mung. And also, is it Vinay, the new restaurant you're opening? It's actually named after the refugee camp uh, you were born in. Is it called Vinay? Vinay. Vinay. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a refugee camp my parents met in. We, I was born in... You know, Vinay from 75 to 92 hosted 90,000 refugees after the war. And wow. Out of those 90,000, 90% of them are Hmong, and majority of those end up here in the Midwest. Holy cow. Now, to learn more about everything we just discussed uh, in Feral Man and, and where we can you know watch more of your clips, where can we find you online? Uh, you can go to our website, unionmongkitchen.com uh, or vinaymn.com, you know, and then... Uh, I guess there's like, you can just YouTube a lot of things too. YouTube solves a lot of problems. Yeah. You bet. (laughs) Hey, more Yia Vang right after this. www.gimandtrav.com Online. Everything outdoors is a click away. Online. Show archives, blogs, expert advice. Online. Jimandtrav.com and, and, and don't forget to drop us some feedback. Stay tuned to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We'll be back after these important messages. Meet the most influential wild fish and game chefs on Earth. This is everything I hoped and a little bit further as well. From the harvest. If we get one, you know what you're going to smell? Frito-Lay corn chips. Get out the bean dip, dude. To the fork. You've killed it, you skinned it, Mike's cooked it, now you've got to eat it. Savor the flavor of the great outdoors. This is making me super hungry right now. A full night of chefs gone wild. I need some private time to finish these three bowls. Taste of the Wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with Breaking Boundaries. Ready for demonstration, kids? Now let's get back to Chef Yia Vang, host of Feral, premiering Monday, November 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking breaking boundaries on this week's show. And, of course, the uh, first part of our interview with Yia Vang uh, just happened. And I got to tell you, I'm excited about the second one because we're going to talk about what mung food is. Now, mung food, Yia, kind of describe it to us. I mean, I mean, your culture truly is your cuisine. Is that right? Absolutely. I always say that if you want to know our food, know our people because our food is intricately woven into our cultural DNA. So who we are as a people is reflected on our food. So we also believe in our restaurants that every dish has a narrative. you got to follow that narrative long enough and close enough. You can see the people behind the food. And once you're there, it's actually not about food. It's about people, mm. you know, and that food is a catalyst into cultivating great relationships. So, for example, if I want to know you guys, I know that I get to know the food that you guys are raised on. It really tells the story of your people and where you come from. That's the same thing with the Hmong people. So a lot of people will look at Hmong food and say, oh, yeah, it's kind of like Thai food. It's kind of like Vietnamese food. It's kind of like, you know, Chinese. It's kind of like, you know, whatever, whatever countries in Southeast Asia. And what I say is, of course it is, because our, our people have all lived there at one time. 
that we glean from that culture. Mm. And I always say that if you want to know Hmong food, there's four elements that's always going to be on the table. There's going to be some kind of rice. There's going to be some kind of protein. There's going to be some kind of vegetable. And then there's going to be a hot sauce that's kind of house-made. And I asked mom, I said, mom, what was the best way to describe Hmong food? And my mom says, says the one word he chooses is balance. Mm. Our food is all about balance. One flavor is never more overpowering than the other. That our food, actually, every flavor plays on each other. So I don't really have a favorite dish because I can't talk about one dish without talking about the next dish and the next dish. Mm. And that is kind of how our people work, you know? And that's why when I think of the show that we're doing, you know, Farrell, you know, when it was first approached to me and said, hey, would you, you know, would you love, would you like to host this show? We have this idea. And I looked at it and I said, this show is so mung, it's not even funny. <laughs> like, wait, we're going to go and we're going to go into the woods. And we're going to go in the wild. We're going to go in the water and we're going to catch, you know, creatures and we're going to hunt them down. Most creatures that most people don't see it as, oh, like appetizing or something that they can put on their dinner plate. And we're going to cook it up. Like I told my dad about it and he's like, oh, I told him about the list of creatures we had and animals. He's like, oh, nah, we, those were our childhood was those, you know? Yeah. And I felt so connected to my father, you know, and it was really cool. So that's why, you know, our food, like when we're making uh, in the show, when we're making this food. I'm actually just making mung food with it. Now, you know, you, you're going to go after like iguanas and carp and snail and lionfish. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, there's yeah. there's so many different things. But I actually watched um, I, a preview of Feral and um, you're talking about eating Asian carp. And you said if you didn't know that sure. this was Asian carp, um, you would have no idea because mm-hmm. it was so delicious. And it's that preconceived notion. And when a chef like you prepares something, I mean, it's exquisite. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm eating squirrel. Really? You know, I mean, it's yeah. if you know what to do with it and you put out of your mind that this is a trash fish or this is whatever label is someone gave it, it's actually exquisite. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, when when I think about that kind of stuff, one of the big things I think about is that we have, you know, in America, we, we sit in this comfortability level where we're like, no, this is what I want. Like, even when at our restaurant, we serve a whole deep fried fish, right? Wow. And I had a lady who goes, can you take the head off? Because I don't want it to look at me while I'm eating. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. do you understand where like, like filet of fishes don't just like swim in the ocean boneless, like, you know? <laughs> and I think that we were so removed. We're so removed from that concept. You know, that, that this is a creature that, you know, even in the hunt, like there's a, there's a sense of respect. There's a sense of respect for some of these creatures that we're, that we're, that we're hunting down. And so it's like we're so removed from it that we don't realize that, oh, this is normal. You know, that's one of the things about the show I really love. And it's kind of like this ethos of mung food. You know, even like, you know, like the whole idea of nose to tail cooking, nose to tail cooking. I'm like, bro, you know, I have some friends who are talking about nose to tail cooking. I tell them, you know what? We've been doing that. We just call that a Tuesday at our house. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like, a, it's like, whatever. Like, that's just what we always have done. You know, like mom and dad always just said, hey, like, don't leave until you finish everything off that bone. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah, honestly, a true respect for, especially when hunting, foraging, gathering, there's a true respect to whatever we're doing. And, you know, that's so much part of the Hmong philosophy of uh, food and cooking. Yeah, now hanging out with Chef Yia Vang. He's the host of the all-new show, Feral. It premieres Monday, November 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, on Feral, uh, you're going on these wild, crazy hunting adventures. Are you doing all the cooking? Are other people cooking for you? Because um, obviously or you're with gonna, you. Yeah, I mean, how, how does that happen on, the, on Feral? Yeah, so, 
you know, first we go out with a guide and the guide, you know, he's the expert, you know, he or she takes us through and tells us what, you know, how to hunt. Like, for example, down in the Everglades, we went, uh, you know, Burmese python hunting. Oh, wow. You know, the guy's name is Dust- Dusty Crumb. Dusty Crumb, man, he's a character. He is the Everglades, you know? <laughs> like, if the Everglades yeah. could have been, like, made into a person, that's, that's, you're looking at Dusty Crumb, you know? And, I mean, I get down there, Dusty takes me out, you know, we, we were watching some of the rough cuts, and I, I was showing to my family, and one of my brothers is like, hey, man, do they train you? And I'm like, train me? Dude, Dusty literally rolled out of bed. Like we got there at eight. He was out of bed. He was so short in t-shirts walking out. He's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna shower real quick and brush my teeth and let's get going. And in less than an hour, we were in the middle of the Everglades. I'm walking in the swampy Everglades. I'm looking at our director of photography, our DP and our, uh, and our director. And I look at both of them. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? You know? And, you know, and, and we get to that first snake. It's about, it was about a seven footer. And he's like, come on. He's got that deep raspy voice. Like, come on out, son. Let's go get it. And I'm like, okay. And I literally looked at him and you forget that there's cameras there. I looked at him. I'm like, dude, just give me a minute, man. Like I'm still working up the courage. And he just gets in there and, you know, and then, and I'm thinking, and at that point, it's just like, I forget that there are cameras there. I'm like, okay, I just got to do this. I got to do this. And you just talk yourself into it, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying to grab it behind the neck and then grab that, you know. And it's just like, man, we after we get done, you know, the, the guy, they show us how they cook it, you know. And they show us how, how they do it. And then I show them how I do it, mm-hmm. you know, or how I would do it or, you know. And so, yeah, we break it down. And I people always say, oh, he puts his, like, little chef's way on it. But I'm like... Not really. It's just, you know, like when, when it comes to cooking, like the proteins can change, but the concept's still the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, didn't you get bit by a snake on that yeah. trip? <laughs> yeah. So can I, can I also just say too, that like I was there, they, they have this beat sheet where it's like, they kind of, you know, the director writes down like what's going to happen. And then I like, sometimes I read those. Sometimes I like just glance through them. Yeah. I read through the Python ones and they're like, yeah, they can grow up to be like 12, 13 feet. And I'm like, what the f- what? And then, and then, and then, and then, and then the thing was, there's like warning if you get bit, this is what you should do. I'm like, get bit? What are you guys talking about? So I literally, I go in and Dusty, I don't know, man. Like, okay, when you see the show, you see Dusty, he says some stuff and I'm like, is he just like talking out of his butt? Like, is he just like making things up? He's like, you know, you see in my hand here, you got to be careful on this side. And I'm like, Man, is he just making this stuff up? Like, this guy's legit. I know. I, I researched him. I tried to grab the snake behind the neck, and I went too slow, and the snake turned around and bit my hand, right? And and I, when I got bit and I pulled away, like, it didn't hurt, but the fact that a creature bit you, it just, like, it's kind of emotional, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just looked... And Dusty, no, no, he doesn't jump out. Dusty just looks at me and goes, come on, son, he's getting away. Get him, get him. And I'm like... I'm going to need a sandwich or something. I'm going to need something. Like, I'm going to need something to calm me down right now. Yeah, yeah, it makes good TV. Hey, we've got to take another break. How about sticking around for a third part? Yep, yes. Okay. Hey, we're talking uh, with Chef Yia Vang, and, of course, he's the host of Pharaoh. That's right. Monday, November 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. And this has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine, your python maybe, at uh, himtnjerky.com. Again, Chef Fang, all things feral, all things Union Mung, uh, everything you have going on, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, you can go to uh, unionmungkitchen.com or b9mn.com. That's our you know website. 
Uh, and then all our information is on there. Yeah, and make sure you hop on OutdoorChannel.com as well for uh, clips of the upcoming Feral on uh, Outdoor Channel again. All right, part three with Yevang in three, two, one. Recently, we asked if you thought we'd been really awesome these past few months. You guys have been really awesome these last few months. And you agreed. So for even more awesome, check out JimandTrav.com and stay tuned because the Super Duper Awesome Show will continue right after these short messages. Discover the primal joys of cooking fresh wild food over an open fire. For decades, Grandma used to throw the pheasant into the crock pot Well, guess what? The food world has evolved, and so should your cooking. Lifelong outdoorsman and gourmet chef Andrew Zimmern demystifies and simplifies the entire process. Sounds complicated. Very, very easy. Andrew Zimmern's Wild Game Kitchen. Monday nights at 9 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Pretty cool, huh? High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today we're breaking boundaries. Where's this coming from, man? Now, once again, here's Chef Yia Vang, host of Feral, premiering Monday, November 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part three. Hey, we are back. We are talking breaking boundaries on this week's show. And I got to tell you, we've had two parts with Chef Yia Bang. And uh, <laughs> in the last segment, Trav, he got bit by a snake. Now, coming from your upbringing, uh, Chef Yia, and I think your your grandfather and uh, some of your uncles actually died in the effort over there freeing people. Um, and, and, you know, you, you guys, you're born in a refugee camp. You come to America. Uh, and obviously you have worked your, your ass off, man. Uh, and you're, you're making huge strides and a great name for yourself and you're sharing your culture. Uh, and now you have this awesome show premiering on Outdoor Channel, Feral. Have you found through everything you've been through, you're very cultured, man. Um, is the outdoor community very welcoming? Do you fit in? Because, you know, you, you go in the inner city and everything, they look at all these stupid hunters, this and that, you know, they, they think we're just yeah. dumb. Um, but you see a totally different side of it. Do you fit in with the outdoor hunting community? I mean, mm-hmm. it's very welcoming, isn't it? I mean, truly. Absolutely. Hmong people are some of the most avid hunters and sportsmen out there. Yeah. And I, I you know, like when we did the show, I'm not, I'll be very honest. I, I just thought to myself, well, I don't look like, you know, and I'll be very honest to you guys. I, I don't look like that white hunter guy, yeah. you know, because outdoor really kind of has that image. Yeah. You know, I don't look like those, you know, good looking, you know, male models that, you know, have all the Under Armour gear on. You know, I, I'm not that. But I just wanted people to know that, like, look hunting being outdoors is it's beyond the looks you know yeah and you know some of the guys from outdoor when they send some of the rough cuts to them i mean the response was amazing and i felt like i really belonged you know where they're like this is it this is the kind of stuff we want you know mm-hmm. and and i also think too that it comes from both sides because you know i talked to people that are from the twin cities where they're like wait wait outdoor like you outdoor like like the hunting channel <laughs> and i'm like yeah man they're like, wait, how did you get it? And I'm like, dude, like, if you, you know, those guys, a lot of them are conservationists, you know, guys, you mm-hmm. know, that they, 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 they want to be responsible with 
this land with this, you know, earth that's given to them. And, and that's such the core of being Hmong. You know, it's like you're, you're responsible. It's about balance, right? We were talking about the balance of food, that everything, there's an ecosystem, that everything depends on the next thing. So if we destroy a whole group of creatures, you know, a whole group of animals, that's going to bring the world on balance, mm-hmm. you know, but that's exactly the ethos of our food. Mm-hmm. That one flavor is never considered better than the other, that every flavor depends on each other because we have to work together. And if you really think about a lot of the dudes that are on, on outdoor, that what outdoor is about is conservation. Mm-hmm. How do we keep this land great? How do we keep it so that we have hunting from generation to generation to generation? That's mm-hmm. what outdoor is really about. And at the end of the day, it's about saying, it's not about, you know, being Asian or African American or, or Mexican or white and being hunters. No, it's actually how about how do we preserve something so that the next generation has it? That is the core of what it means to be monk. And what it means to be monk is one group, one generation will have to sacrifice themselves so that the next generation can live. Because we know as guys who like to hunt, like in death, there is life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, for life to happen, there has to be death. There has to be some group that sacrifices. And for the Hmong people, my parents, my grandparents, they sacrificed themselves. They gave up everything so that we have the opportunity. One day, I'm going to have to look at myself and say, what am I giving up? What's my generation giving up so that the next generation can build upon each other? At the end of the day, that's, if you talk to the core of what some of these hunt, who some of these hunters are, that's what they are. They're about preserving something so that the next generation can use it. Right? So I think that there's actually commonality with the outdoor guys and, and with the people from, you know, the hunting community, the monk community, and the community that we have at large. Oh, man. All right, once again, hang out with Chef Yia Vang. He is the host of the all-new series, Feral. It premieres Monday, November 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, we're coming up to a break. I hate, I hate to go. You said one flavor is no better than the other. You have to tell me because I love sauces, though. Before we go, man, mm-hmm. Tiger Bite Hot Sauce. What is Tiger Bite yeah. Hot Sauce? What's I, in it? I, I want to try what? that. What is it? Yeah, so it's our hot sauce. It's a very common you know, household, Hmong household hot sauce. Uh, you have Thai chilies, garlic, lime juice, fish sauce, a little shallot. And you kind of, you know, you kind of use the pestle mortar, you mash it all together, wow. you know, and it's, and you have that herbaceousness from the cilantro that cuts through the fattiness of the pork or the steak or whatever meat you're eating. And then you have that sticky rice mm-hmm. that brings a hint of sweetness to it. And then, you know, we just, we have a lot of different fermented vegetables to eat along with it too. So again, like I said, that Tiger Bite hot sauce is, you know, the, the actual name Tiger Bite comes from, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, a lot of a lot of boys always ask you when they figure out, like as a kid growing up, you, when they figure out you speak a different language, all the boys especially would ask you, like, hey man, like teach me a swear word in your language, <laughs> you know, and and the, our our curse words don't really translate real well to English, mm-hmm. but if you take like one of the big really big bad curse word is tiger bite. That's what it translates to in English. Really? Tiger bite. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I still can't say it in Hmong in my head because I can hear my mom going, what? You know, even today. Like, people say, I have friends who say it, saying like, no man, she can hear me. I don't care. She's like 800 miles away. She can hear me. And so it translates, it translates to tiger bite. And really? So it's really funny because with that sauce, a lot of Hmong kids laugh because they totally get the joke. But you know, like, you know, American kids are people who don't speak our native tongue. 
they'll be like, I get it. Like it has a bite, like a tiger. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, not really, but I, I, you know, I know what you're saying. Say. Oh my God. That's yeah. awesome. It's so, kind of like bite me. <laughs> All right. So we got, oh, no, it's like, it's worse than that. It's a really bad one. All right. So chef, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Vang, he is the host of Feral. All new show premieres Monday, November 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. This has been presented by Mile Tour TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. MileTourTV.com. Again, Chef Yia Vang. All things you, all things feral, man. Where can we find you online? Yeah, you can find us at UnionMonkitch.com or V9MN.com or uh, OutdoorChannel.com or the Outdoor Channel or OutdoorNetwork.com. Yeah, Outdoor One Channel. One of those. Hey, coming up next, we've got uh, Mario Calpo, and he's the host of Man Eats Wild. Yeah, that's Outdoor Channel Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time during the Taste of the Wild block. Chef Yevang, man, God bless you. You were awesome. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, gentlemen. Appreciate it so much. We're talking after the shot. Feel the fork hunting. Succulent. Delicious wild game protein. Filet mignon. Buy yourself a tag and fill your freezer up. We're living off the land. We're subsistence hunters. Tenderloin. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Thanks for checking out JimandTrav.com and providing us with all the amazing and constructive feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. With your help, the show keeps getting better. Stay tuned. The boys will continue after these important messages. The Gunfather is back, and we're better than ever. Meet Louis Tumanero, a firearms restoration expert. I see hundreds of guns coming through here every year. He believes every gun has a unique connection to its owner, and every gun has a story to tell. It's not every day when you can change someone's life by restoring their gun. Big moment. Here we go. The Gunfather Restorations. All new, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on with Breaking Boundaries. Now, here's another two-parter with Mario Calpo, host of Man Eats Wild on Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking breaking boundaries on this week's show. Before the break, we had Chef Yia Vang, and of course, he's the host of Feral. Go to premiere November 28th on Outdoor Channel. That's right, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Right now, we have literally probably the handsomest man ever, Mario Calpo. He is the host of Manny's Wild on Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and he is not afraid to hunt crocodiles in Zimbabwe. You're way too kind to me. You must be blind if you call me the most handsome man in the world. <laughs> well, you've got one heck of a... You've got a good beard, though. I do have a good beard. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I still think you may need glasses, my friend. <laughs> well, it, it, it's good that uh, Man Eats Wild is now in its second season. Yeah, during the Taste of the Wild block. Let's get into this, though. 
You are not afraid yeah. of danger, okay? And you recently went crocodile hunting for literally man-eating monsters. You know, it was mm-hmm. a monster that eats a man. The man's going to eat the monster now. Um, what was that like? Was that pretty intense over there? It was crazy. I mean, I have never, you know, I've hunted all around the world and I've been in all sorts of crazy situations. Um, but this was just insanity. These people that lived in this village... We're literally being eaten, um, like, you know, on a weekly basis. So wow. they would go to collect water. They would go to wash their clothes. You know, um, that, that lake in particular was like the life source of this village. And, um, little kids, elderly people, um, cattle, you know, all up for grabs because these crazy, you know, man eating crocodiles were, were in abundance and, some of them got up to 17, 18 feet. And, wow. uh, yeah, we heard about the problem. I thought, this is a cool episode. Let's go help. Let's go do our part and take one of them out. There's so many there. Like, there's no problem with them being, um, you know, endangered or extinct. They're actually in plague proportions. But, yeah, it was pretty scary. I didn't go anywhere near the edge of the water at times. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but you actually rafted down the Zambezi River. Yeah, that was. That was actually very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, because there's crocodiles everywhere, and we were falling out of the boat all the time. So, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't worried about drowning, put it that way. It was more of a, you know, falling out of the boat. But, yeah, we, we, we wrapped down some of the rapids there. were never really done by people before. We were the first people to ever go down um, some of these rapids. And then, yeah, you'd fall out of the boat, and then you'd look over, you know, 70, 80 feet away, 100 feet away, there's a crocodile just sitting on the bank or swimming past. So it was um, definitely dangerous. Not, I don't know if it's something I would do again, but I would, uh, you know, I can say I've ticked it off the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now, the thing is, that uh, that croc that you took in Zimbabwe, uh, of course, that was a great relief to the people in that village. But you you took it one step further, and you actually prepared it, didn't you? Yeah, I ate it. I had to give them the taste of their own medicine, you know. <laughs> so um, we we thought, you know we can we can play these games too. <laughs> so yeah, we we did. We well, look. The thing is, like, um, you know, I'm not one to hunt without having a purpose, and for me, it's all about you know reconnecting people to their food and making use of you know, wild game and protein that's available to people, especially in the setting when you can, you know, get rid of a problem and then also make it a positive by, you know, using all this valuable protein. So, yeah, we ate it. I cooked a beautiful Asian dish. I fed like at least 25, 30 village people and gave the meat away. It was a fantastic experience. Yeah, Man Eats Wild Season 2 might be the last season (laughs) if Mario keeps doing this. You know, if you think about it, (laughs) Like here in the States, you know, people are trying to outlaw the the use of the word man. It's offensive to, you know, women and this and that. Be indigenous person. But then you go over there and you think about it, Mario. I mean, these people, their livelihood, what it depends on going to the water, that area, they're getting killed by these crocodiles. That's what they're dealing with over there. I mean, it when you talk about the contrast in situations in life, how it differs from, you know, country to country, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. We're so lucky here. And with most, you know, most parts of the world, we're pretty lucky. But yeah. um, the reality is, you know, not everyone's in the same situation. And people, 
people put their lives on the line to do basic stuff like that we we just you know um, take for granted like turning a tap on is about as dangerous as, as it gets for us to get water yeah, yeah. These people you know they're going to walk and and I'm not going to tell you that this that it's not just around the corner too some of these people are walking you know seven eight miles in the desert with wow. buckets on their head you know and then they get there and they've got to you know deal with man-eating crocodiles that are, you know, waiting there patiently to, to sabotage them. So, um, yeah, it was a personal thing for me, like, to, to go out and, and do that. I thought there was, was a, definitely a good cause behind it. Yeah, actually, crocodiles the other weight me, didn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it is the only chicken of the sea that will eat you. Um, <laughs> yeah, <it's> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mario Calpo, the host, Season 2, Man Eats Wild, Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, I mean, kudos to you and your team. Uh, you went to the Kalahari Desert. You went hunting. Is it the Nuru people uh, you were with there? Yeah, I lived with them for two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, they're the original. They, their genetics have been, uh, you know, their origins have been taken back to the original hunt and gatherers, probably some of the first human beings to ever walk the planet. Yeah. How do you, honest to God, I, I'm really kind of fascinated uh, with this, Mario. I mean, how in the world did you guys put this together? Because this is like a rite of passage for you to go there and to prove yourself and to get accepted by them is like a very tough thing to do. How did you guys put that together? I, I hit them up on Instagram. Instagram <laughs> <laughs> Just sent him a quick DM, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we um, <laughs> we worked on um, you know a lot of people in. I know I've got a huge connection. I've been to Africa fifteen, twenty times. Oh wow! Um, it was hard. It's not easy. Like <laughs> like you know, we I make a joke of it, but it's it's not like they're like on Instagram or have any kind of source of connection. But you know, it's just like you, you meet one guy, then he knows another guy, and eventually you're getting closer and closer. And, you know, it took a long time to actually let them actually, you know, be a part of what they were doing, which was probably the most difficult part. It was contacting them wasn't that difficult. It was just, yeah, the next step, which is like, can I be immersed in your world? Can I go hunting on your land? Can I cook for you guys? Like that was, that was the bit because, you know, they're very content living the way they are. And unfortunately, with the modern way the world is, you know, they're having to be forced to live into our uh, sort of ways. So I think they're, they're pretty keen to stay away from that stuff as much as possible. Yeah. Now, be, being a desert, uh, there's not a lot of game out there, is there? Yeah. Actually, believe it or not, there's a lot of game out there. Um, it's almost every species, like most species of in Africa, you can find in the Kalahari Desert. Um, there's watering holes and there is bore water like um, that comes out from the ground in certain spots. Um, Botswana itself has the, one of the biggest deltas in the world. It's called the Okavanga Delta. So, you know, this is where the desert turns into one of the biggest oases on the planet and is probably um, responsible for most wildlife documentaries that are done in Africa um, are done there. But we were a little bit further away from that area. But yeah, it's, it's teeming with life. Like I saw so much stuff and, um, you know, it's, it's hard hunting. It's not easy. It's very hot. It's very dry. And, uh, 
it's quite thick, which which sounds crazy for a desert, but it is. Mm. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around for another part? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Hey, we're talking with Mario Calpo. Of course, he's the host of Man Eats Wild on Outdoor Channel, Monday nights at 730 Eastern Time. Exactly during the Taste of the Wild block. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. And make sure you hop on My Outdoor TV uh, and watch the first season of Man Eats Wild. But before we get to a break, Mr. Mario, where can we find you online, buddy? Check my Instagram out on Man Eats Wild TV. That's where all the action gets posted, and uh, that's where most of my content lives. All right, part two with Mario Calpo coming up next. Wild game, freezer filling fun. Have a surplus of wild game meat that you don't know what to do with? Meat is a wonderful gift to give. The NRA's Hunters for the Hungry program makes it easier to find a processor to butcher and package wild game for local charities. Go to hfth.nra.org forward slash get involved for an interactive map that shows the meat processors that provide these services in your area. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up jimandtrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning into the revolution with Jim and Trav and breaking boundaries. Sweet rutabaga pie, that was divine. Now let's get back to the boys and Mario Calpo, host of Man Eats Wild on Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking breaking boundaries on this week's show. And, of course, uh, we were just in the Kalahari Desert before the break, and now I don't know where we're going. That's right. Make sure you watch Man Eats Wild all-new season two during the Taste of Wild block on Outdoor Channel on Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, you're kind of like glutton for punishment. Uh, you Didn't you recently go after giant bluefin tuna, or was that a while ago? Well, it was only a couple, few weeks ago, and yes, I am a glad of punishment. That's 100% correct. Yeah, now, it is not for the faint of heart. I th- That is like a very rigorous expedition, if you will. There's a lot of work involved in that. I was on that rod for four and a half hours, and... Uh, I felt every single pound of that fish the next day. Let me tell you. <laughs> now, how big was it when he came up? He was close to seven hundred pounds. Um, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And um, the thing is, it's, it's just like a torpedo. You know, like they they really are a machine of the ocean. You know, apex predator. They swim so fast, and they're built to be. You know, just uh, underwater. Yeah, like a torpedo is really the best word. So, you know, one, when they take that first bite, uh, it's like a freight train. You've got to just hang on. And, and basically, you, you're not doing anything for the first hour or two. They're in complete control. And then it's just a, a game of um, you take an inch, they take an inch, and it's back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was up in, uh, in Alaska, and I caught a 209-pound halibut, and I fought it for 45 right. minutes, and I didn't want to fish again. That that's like yeah, exactly. that's work. I'm telling you, it's no fun, is yeah. it? No, you know what the worst part about it was? I actually lost two fish the day before that <laughs> for a three and a half hour fight. Oh. I had three oh. and a half hours. Then the next morning, I had another three hours, 
And I said to the guys, if we don't catch the next one, man, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to have to go back on shore for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back to the Zambezi River and go for a swim. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and whistle for alligator or crocodile. Now, you don't yeah. get any better eating than bluefin tuna. do you? I mean, that is kind of like the Royals Royce of the ocean, correct? Well, put it this way, that fish there would probably go to market for could go in Japan for anywhere close to twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, are wow. you serious? Really? That's more than the lure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit I should have kept it. I should have carried that thing <laughs> home. Yeah. It worth it. <laughs> you should change your show for a man he's wild and makes money. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy smokes, that is absolutely crazy. Now you gotta tell us um, they're off the uh, uh, coast of Africa. How do you pronounce it? Is it Seychelles, the islands? Seychelles, yes. Yep. Yeah, now that's a chain of, it's like a hundred and some odd islands, 110, 115, something like that. Right. Um, and you went down there, you went you went fly fishing, correct? But the, the manner in which you do it, you kind of go fake trolling first. Is that what you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's called switch baiting. Okay. Um, and what you do is, um, and which is, is, this was the first for me. I've always wanted to do it. It was like a dream of mine. Actually, I've watched a lot of people on the internet and fellow fishermen do it. But basically what you do is you drag in fake lures behind the boat, right? Mm-hmm. So these fish come up and they start attacking what they think is bait. Um, you, you, you haul in the, the fake lures, right? And then you throw a fly rod out there, throw a lure with, an imitation bait and start stripping it. So basically, you're um, diverting them from the fake one to what you have, which is the real one with the hook, in hope that they come and hit that. Yeah. Now, do you? Then, didn't you run into a bull shark there? I did. Yes. Yeah. How do you know that? That's crazy. <laughs> we kind of stalk you. Well, we talk to the. We talk to the crocodile. Yeah, we talk to the crocodile. Yeah, not a big. Yeah. Not a big fan of yours. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they passed the message on to the bull shark. We missed him in Zimbabwe, but maybe you can finish him off in the Seychelles. <laughs> yeah, they use Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so you ran into a, they. They you ran into a pretty decent sized bull shark, though. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. Um, we uh, we caught and released the fish, and unfortunately, we didn't. Um, the camera footage wasn't a hundred percent. So we went to try to catch the same fish again, not the exact same fish, but we tried to you know do it all over again, and um, and we did. We got a fish, and it was great, and we got the footage, and you know the fish wasn't uh, doing too well. So I thought I you know I'd jump in the water and and try to revive um, the fish by swimming it, which, by the way, I did. <laughs> but the moment I jumped into the water, a uh, humongous bull shark oh. came up because, and started, you know, seeing if he, it was a free meal for him. Then <laughs> luckily uh, the sound of the engine spooked him off as he was probably about four foot away from attacking the fish that I was holding on to. It was, uh, yeah, that, that's an experience I'll, I will never forget. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Mario Calpo, and, of course, he's the host of Man Eats Wild on Outdoor Channel, Monday nights at 7.30 Eastern Time. That's right, during the Taste of the Wild block. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Mr. Mario, all-new season two, Man Eats Wild. Your adventures, your partners, everything crazy. You have so much stuff going on, man. 
Where can we find you online? Manny12 TV is my Instagram. Check it out. All my adventures are on there. You'll love my content, and I appreciate all your support. All right, we got to get to a break. We'll return right after this. Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week, talking breaking boundaries, and we broke a lot of boundaries on this week's show. Of course, we had Chef Yevang on this week's show. This week's show. <laughs> we also had Mario Calpo on. Very interesting show. Yeah, and a lot of different activities in both interviews that... Boy, it brings a lot of memories back to living in northern Michigan. Yeah, I'm sure you can really relate, Jimbo. <laughs> uh, anyways, yes, get outdoors this week and take some kiddos with you. Hammer home firearm safety. And thanks for listening to the show. We will return next week. Next week. Peace out. God bless you, United States of America. We love you.